0: This is Live this Mike. Keep with Lee from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee on KSL News Radio.
1: Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Uh You know the news: President Donald Trump has COVID nineteen. In the early morning hours on the East Coast, he sent out the tweet, letting it be known that he and First Lady Melania, First Lady Melania Trump, had tested positive for the coronavirus. Not long after, there was a memo addressed to Kaylee McEnany, drafted by the president's physician informing uh, Ms. McEnany that, uh, in fact, the president had uh, tested positive, confirming that tweet from the president and also informing her that the work of the president would go on and that uh, you know, the leader of the free world would remain at the helm, that he was uh, capable and uh, ready and intending to make all the adjustments necessary to continue in his leadership role. Uh, as President of the United States, while also observing any of the protocols which are now in place to keep him uh, and those around him safe, including his wife, First Lady Melania Trump. Now, for most individuals who contract the coronavirus, you don't uh, instantly ask yourself, well, what would happen if uh, this were to go south? What were to happen or what would happen if uh, this individual were to lose their life to the coronavirus? Uh, But we are talking about the leader of the free world. We are talking about the president of the United States. And uh, in many estimations, as uh, goes the United States, uh, so goes the world. And so uh, understanding that uh, in the you know, in the unfortunate circumstances uh, that the president should uh, pass away, and specifically in this time, an election time, understanding what happens procedurally uh, is is very important, and I believe. Uh, can provide comfort to those who uh, like myself uh, you know hear news like this and and worry and wonder okay wh- wh- what happens next wh- who's in control uh, to help us understand uh, procedurally what would happen in government and specifically in this election I've invited to the program Derek Brown chairman of the Utah Republican Party he joins me on the line now mr. Brown how are you Goodly, how are you? Uh, I'm I'm all right. I'm sorry that I'm sorry that I'm bringing you onto the program to have a conversation like this. It's a it's a morbid <laughs> yeah. and dark topic. Uh, next time, hopefully, we're chatting under brighter circumstances. Uh, but let me just ask you, as a, as a candidate right now running for president, should uh, the the president pass away, what happens to the Republican ticket?
0: Well, you know what's interesting is this is, I mean, I know a lot of people are wondering so what what happens and I think the first thing that everyone needs to keep in mind is uh, people have been thinking about contingencies like this, you know, for a century. I mean, they've they've wondered, okay, are you putting in how do we put in appropriate um, you know, sort of procedures in the event something like this happens. And so the reality is there's nothing that can happen that hasn't been thought through that isn't in the law and that isn't procedurally well-established so the question is just what is it right and so and your question is so what what would happen if you you know something were to happen to the president um, everyone pretty much knows what happens to the sitting president but your question, Lee, really is what happens to the candidate, right? Yeah, what happens we'll, we'll to get the party to, and that sort of thing?
1: We'll get to a line of succession in just a moment. But, yeah, walk us through Walk us through. right now at this stage of a presidential election. If uh, the party were to lose uh, the top of its ticket, if the president were to pass away, uh, what, what would happen?
0: Well, then it goes back to the party itself. <clears throat> and then the party would select the person to replace them. The way it works, um, and I can't speak for the Democrat Party, but in the Republican Party, we have what's called delegates, and every state has allocated a number of delegates. In Utah, we happen to have 40. So that's our number. And the, the equivalent of those 40 votes would be cast by the members of the RNC. So every state and then six, uh, six territories have three people who are the members of the RNC. So, for instance, here in Utah, I'm one of them, I'm one of the three. And then we have two other individuals, Bruce Hoff and Amory Lempropolis, who are the other two. So the three of us along with the other 165 individuals would get together. We would make that decision. We'd cast the votes for the individual that we all agreed on or, or you know, that to see who would win. And it would be decided by the party. And then the even though... The, the president, in theory, wouldn't be on the ballot because there isn't time, obviously, to get right. someone on the ballot anymore. A lot of ballots have gone out already. Um, but but that's, that's how the, the process would, would you know, sort of roll out.
1: And that can take place, that meeting of the 135 of you and the decision made by that group, uh, that could take place at any time before Election Day?
0: And in theory, I guess it could also take place after Election Day as well. Um, we had actually the, the convention, the Republican convention that we had um, in person. There was an in-person component just a few weeks ago, obviously. Um, and that was the, the only sort of in, in-person meeting that we had. And that meeting was comprised primarily of the 168 of us. And so so we've done it before. Um, we would simply do it again and there would be a vote. And And then the real question is, who would we choose right do you have
1: an answer what do you think
0: yeah oh i think it would be without question be the vice president i i I just don't see see any any way that it wouldn't be i think either party would would do essentially that so so I, i i think that the the likelihood of uh you know confusion and uh delay is is pretty minimal um although it would certainly be it would be interesting and it creates for some you know some intrigue but i i think that's that's the process. We'd all get together. We'd vote. We would almost certainly select the current vice mm-hmm. president, who would then select his running mate, and and the process would continue to move forward.
1: And if the if the president were to now, this is this is. You know, a, a more hypothetical scenario I'm presenting to you here as we wrap up. Uh, but should uh, a president, or I'm sorry, should a candidate pass away subsequent to the uh, election, and that that individual were to have you know secured the requisite votes to to win, uh, what would happen in that circumstance?
0: It's again, it goes to the party. The, the party would make that that selection. Same same scenario, so, regardless of yeah. when uh, when the vote takes place. Yes, that's that's my understanding. And and uh, the same thing. If there is some, you know, the other requirement is if the uh, President were incapacitated. And so, I mean, he, even here in Utah, we have this kind of a process. And, and uh, the governor a couple of years ago went in for sur- kidney, st- uh, kidney stone surgery. Right. And for the two hours that he was under anesthetic, um, he appointed, you know, before he went under, he appointed Spencer Cox as the governor. So Spencer Cox actually has already served as governor, technically. And anyone who actually takes a few moments to go back and look at his tweets and his proclamations in that two hour period. Yeah. Um, it's hysterically funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you get a glimpse into how funny the guy is, where he, you know, takes back the corner of the state from Wyoming and and makes Joe Inglis is is uh, lieutenant governor, and so he had a little bit of fun with it.
1: Yeah. Uh, listen, Derek Brown, thank you for your time. Again, I'm, I'm sorry that I drug you into this conversation. It's a, it's a darker topic. No, no and I, it's a, It's unfortunate that we are having it. But, uh, you know, continuity of our country and the integrity of our elections is paramount. Uh, and in an understanding of how things work, I believe uh, that breeds confidence in the system itself. And so for that matter, I think these conversations are important to have. And I'm grateful to you for participating in it with me. Derek Brown, chairman of the Utah Republican Party, thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Lee. Appreciate it.
1: All righty, we're going to take a break right now, and when we return, I will be speaking with the Libertarian candidate for president, Joe Jorgensen Will be my guest uh, subsequent to the subsequent to the debate, uh, if we still call it that, which took place on Tuesday. The website website traffic. For the Libertarian candidate for president, uh, surged. Uh, it was a remarkable surge, slowed things down pretty good. Uh, but what does that say? What does that communicate to the candidate? Uh, we'll speak to her next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.